Over the last 40 years, I've literally met thousands of people that were earning $10,000 plus a month in network marketing. And in my opinion, $10,000 a month today is not like it was 30 years ago. I mean, today we try to talk about, you know, making a quarter million dollars a year. But regardless, I've met thousands of people making $10,000 a month. I have never met one person who is working two or more network marketing companies at the same time and making anywhere close to $10,000 a month with either one of them. So the question becomes, are you building a network marketing team or are you really just kind of operating a network marketing MLM flea market? That's what we're going to talk about on today's session of the MLM Success Podcast. Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small-town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. I understand the entrepreneurial ADD. I mean, I, I really sincerely do. Uh, I've never really understood, though, network marketing ADD. Why anyone in the past or even today thinks it is humanly possible to build two successful network marketing businesses at the same time is really unfathomable, unfathomable to me. I don't get it at all. Yet every week we speak with people that share that they're building two network marketing businesses, three, four. We even had one lady recently share that she's working, working. I said, yes, working 11 different network marketing companies. Those of us with entrepreneurial ADD see opportunity everywhere we look every day, and we falsely believe that multiple streams of income is achieved by operating multiple businesses. And it's taking me personally years and years to finally convince myself that that's not the case. I remember early in my career hearing ideas like, the only reason to build a business is to sell it. And I never really under, understood that philosophy. I mean, why would you want to sell a business that you put your heart and soul into? Why would you want to sell it after you build it? And over the years, I've learned to understand the difference between building a traditional business and developing and building a network marketing team. You know, many traditional businesses uh, and their owners the owners of traditional businesses, they make their decisions based upon numbers. Uh, many have an exit strategy in their mind before the business is even ever bought. And I've done this many times with traditional businesses over the years and with different web properties and stores uh, that we've bought. 
and, and having an exit strategy, a plan before we even buy the business. So before I get down the path too far, just let me share this. This is a foundational principle that I absolutely believe. Again, I wish I'd understood it a lot earlier in my career. But multiple streams of income is created when you have one business that provides you profits that cover all of your living expenses plus excess. The excess money is then used to invest in generating income generating assets. So you have one business that you put your heart and soul into that you believe in uh, that you can get passionate about, that gets you up and moving and working every single day. You build that business up. It takes care of your living expenses. Then when it throws off excess money, the excess money is then invested into income-generating assets. And that can be tax lien certificates, precious metals, uh, real estate, sports cards. I mean, whatever you're into. Because the ultimate goal, the ultimate goal is to have your business income and your asset income flip-flop. In other words, your ultimate goal is to put yourself in a situation where you can live a comfortable life from your investments, not your business profits. The only type of business that makes sense to invest in, in my opinion, are absentee businesses where you can hire a manager and you don't have to personally be involved in the day-to-day operations of the business. The great thing about managers, unlike distributors, uh, managers can be hired or fired. And, you know, you can possibly, and I think it's a good idea to maybe set up some type of bonus structure for, for managers where they can actually have profits in the business as well. And I am not talking about a partner. I don't believe in partnerships. I'm talking about a manager with a bonus structure in place that pays them upon the profits of the business. Absentee businesses, are, uh, some good ones are, are things like car washes, uh, self-storage facilities, income-producing websites, and even you know restaurants and hotels. And rental property, if it can be run by a good property manager or property management company, you will not build a significant income stream attempting to run and operate two businesses on your own, much less two network marketing businesses. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And again, over the last 40 years, I've met thousands of people that are earning $10,000 plus a month with network marketing. I have never met one person who was working two or more companies at the same time, making anywhere close to $10,000 a month with any of them. You know, I remember years ago when I was in the health insurance business and I got a lead and scheduled a presentation with uh, the lady's name was Miss Hargis in Bell County, Middlesboro, Kentucky. You know, it's in the uh, Cumberland Gap area, right on the Tennessee-Kentucky border. And this lady was just delightful. Uh, She was in her early 50s. She was kind of high-strung, high-energy, a real fast talker. 
but you could just tell she was a kind-hearted person. She really was. And when I met her, her husband had operated a business selling uh, and repairing, you know, outdoor power equipment, lawnmowers, tractors, weed eaters. And, and so he'd done that for about 40 something years. And when he passed, their insurance carrier, their health insurance carrier had canceled her health insurance policy. And I mean, she was just devastated and didn't know what she was going to do. So I had an appointment with her and I can remember going in, sitting down at her kitchen table and going through our, my flip book presentation about what the company I was representing could do for. We specialized in health insurance for self-employed people. And I went through the presentation and I took her application for health insurance. And it was kind of my last appointment of the day. It was in the fall. And we just sit there and talk for a few minutes. And she got me a cup of coffee and I was drinking that. And then I asked her, I said, did you help your husband with his business? And she said, oh, no, I've been involved in network marketing for 30 years. And I said, really? I said, with what company? Which company have you been with? And she said, oh, I've worked with many over the years, but now I just represent five or six. And I was kind of shocked, honestly. Uh, and I said, well, which ones? And she said, follow me. And we went out the back door and we went to a large aluminum building in the back of the property. And when we we walked into this this building, in the front part was a real small office. There was a desk and a phone there. And it was just stacked up with all these different catalogs and product samples and stuff all over the desk. And then we went through another door right in the center and we walked into the warehouse area. And in the warehouse area, she had shelf after shelf of products from different network marketing companies stacked everywhere. I mean, she had a couple of shelves that were just full of Amway products. And I can remember seeing the LOC and the SA8. I think that was the name of the products. The the soap powder, I think, was SA8, if I'm recalling correctly. But she had Amway products on a couple. And then she had one that was just all Avon, Avon products. And she had two or three shelves of the collectible Avon bottles. Some of you may have seen over the years where they would put different fragrances in these collectible bottles that would be shaped like you know, cars or angels or whatever. And she had all these collectible bottles. She had a case, I mean, case after case. Uh, and she said, oh, these are all expired. But it was expired packs of, of a product from a company called Metafresh, which was a meal replacement or milk replacement product. Some of you may have heard of Metafresh. And she, I remember she had one shelf that was just, full with hundreds of fuller brush products and outdated catalogs. I mean, they were just strung everywhere. And everywhere I looked, it was like product catalogs, product samples of virtually every network marketing company I'd ever heard about at that point in my life. And then she took me back, uh, to the back of the building and there was three very well stocked and very well organized shelves that were full of new skin products. And she went on telling me for 10, 10 minutes about new skin, their science and just 
on and on about how she was sure this was going to be her. And this is the first time I'd ever heard this term. But she said, this is going to be my lifetime company. And I remember her telling me that. And I'm sure I was looking at her with kind of shock and amazement. Was Probably I was trying not to have shock and amazement on my face, but I'm sure I probably did because I can remember distinctly standing there thinking to myself, I have no doubt that this awesome lady has felt the same way when she first started with the dozen or so companies that were represented all over that building. I mean, I'm sure she had the same excitement and hope and vision when she started every one of these companies. And then she kind of looked at me for a second, and I don't know if she saw it on my face. I hope she didn't, but she kind of just paused for a second. I think she probably realized she had just been running off at the mouth for 10 minutes. And she looked at me, and she had these real sad eyes, and she actually teared up a little. And she said, you know what, Dale? I've been calling myself, I've been calling all of this my business for 30 years. But she says, you know, really, it's probably just a sickness. And then she got on, went on and she said, I can't believe that my husband put up from, with me for 45 years. But, you know, he let me do my thing and he worked hard every day supporting our family. And sometimes I just feel like all my time and hard work has just been a waste. And honestly, guys, I mean, it really kind of broke my heart. And this is probably the first time, you know, years ago when this happened. I'll never forget it, but it's probably, you know, it was before the word hoarder was mainstream. Now I think they've got TV shows about it. But I think I had a very sad encounter that day with my first uh, MLM product hoarder, for lack of a better term. And, you know, I tried to keep in touch with Miss Hargis when I was back in that area. And I know that after she joined New Skin, she joined a couple more companies after that. And I would just touch base with her when I was working in that area. And then when I got back in the profession and I joined NSA, uh, I was doing an event in Corbin, Kentucky. And that wasn't that far from her. And I remember driving by her farmhouse and, you know, I was going to just touch base with her and let her know that I was back. I was in the industry. I never even mentioned Shackley to her because I can't remember why, but I didn't when I first met her. And anyway, I remember driving by the farmhouse and there was a for sale sign in the yard. And, and I heard later from her daughter that she had passed. And, you know, her daughter told me, she said, Dale, she just died from a broken heart. She missed my dad so bad. And then, she, you know, she thanked me for being a friend to her over the, you know, three or four years that I knew her. And she said she always spoke highly of you. And, you know, I appreciate you just checking on her and being her friend. And, you know, I have no doubt that if I'd had the opportunity to give her proper skill set and mindset training and plugged into the right team culture, she could have built a very successful business because she was a good-hearted human being. And I often wish over the years that when I've thought about her, I've also often thought, Dale, you should have contacted her right when you first started NSA because maybe 
the hope that company provided could have had a positive impact on her and her life, you know, real quickly. So today, I guess for me, when myself or one of my team members speak with people that tell us they've been building two, three, four, or even 11 network marketing companies, I have a flashback to my friend, Miss Hargis in Middlesboro, Kentucky. If somebody shared this podcast session with you and you're attempting to work two or more network marketing opportunities, I can assure you, I can assure you that today, right now, you're at a crossroads on your entrepreneurial journey. And I hope you realize that, you know, that you really realize that and that this session provides you the opportunity for clarity. Because there's probably not anybody else that's going to come along and tell you what I've just told you. But I am telling you, you're at a crossroads, and this is your opportunity for clarity. I've said many times the quality of our life is in direct proportion to the quality of questions we ask ourselves and then answer them truthfully. I have no doubt that over the years, Miss Hargis probably knew she was on what I call the MOM hamster wheel. It was just leading nowhere. But I think she probably never had somebody come along that cared enough about her to get her off the hamster wheel. Uh, I'm sure that every time someone joined a new company in their community, they probably thought, let's go talk to Miss Hargis. She joins everything. And as appalled as some of you may be right now uh, by listening to Mrs. Hargis's story uh, and the lady I I spoke about earlier, who we talked to last week, who is in 11 companies today. Uh, As a professional network marketing team builder who really understands what it takes to maximize your upside potential with the network marketing business model, honestly, I feel the exact same way you probably feel about the lady with 11 companies or Miss Hargis. I feel the exact same way when someone is attempting to build two teams at the same time. See, I really don't care if a person is attempting to build two teams or 22 teams. For me, the number of teams doesn't make the scenario more unrealistic or unworkable. If, if you're listening to this session right now and you're representing two or more opportunities, how's that really going for you? And, and really, you don't have to answer the question. I know the answer. So let's just back up a little bit. Let's just back up a little bit. The power of network marketing is not that it provides you products that you can sell and peddle. I mean, you can find products to sell everywhere through wholesalers, you don't need network marketing. Just go to Alibaba.com. You can find more than you would ever want to find. Okay, so the power of network marketing is it gives individuals the opportunity not just to market the products, but also the business opportunity. And people miss that. See, if I buy a McDonald's franchise and, and I have a location in Kentucky, in Lexington, Kentucky, I can sell the hamburgers and the fries and, and the products all day long from that location. But if I want to expand to Georgia and set up a McDonald's in Georgia, 
I have to buy another franchise because they retain the right to market the business. They don't allow us to market the business and the products. We get one specific location, one specific territory within a geographical location, but we cannot expand and grow and market the business. In network marketing, regardless of what companies you know, like Modair and others are trying to tell people, your odds of building financial independence focusing on customer acquisition, it gives you a 99.9% likelihood of failure. It's just not going to happen when you're focusing on just acquiring customers. Yes, network marketing is the most powerful business model in the world to help average people with above average skills create financial independence. And, you know, even legacy income for the right people. But the focus must be on marketing and expanding the business opportunity, not on retailing products. The business is what provides leverage and leveraged income, not not product consumers, not product consumers. So when I stop and I think about this and I look back and I think about all the people that we've talked to, especially this year, and it seems to be more and more people that they're trying to represent two, three, four network marketing companies at the same time. I just want to scream at the top of my lungs, please, please wake up. Your time's the most valuable asset that you have. You know, focus on the right company, right products, right time, and give it a hundred percent of your efforts and your, your income and your growth will be magnitude multiple times than trying to diversify with three or four or five different companies. It makes no sense. So why do people get caught up in this, this mindset, this philosophy? And as I see it right now, the five reasons people get caught up in the MLM flea market mentality, I'm going to share those with you real quickly, and I hope you'll be able to identify yourself and correct correct your path. Number one, I think most people don't really understand that network marketing is not direct sales. It's two totally different business models. And I'm not going to get in a lot of detail because we go into a lot of detail in, in session 238, 238 of this, of this podcast, mlmsuccess.com forward slash 238. And we get into the difference between direct sales and network marketing team building. And, and I can promise you, if you're working with companies that have a culture that focuses, focuses on you know, 90% of the focus is on selling products uh, like Modair and others. I can promise you, you're in the wrong culture. You're in the wrong team with the wrong culture, the wrong company. I, you just are because they're focused more on their bottom line and their BV that they're going to get from you and what, what, how that's going to reflect on their check next month than they are teaching you what it really takes to build long-term residual income in this profession. So you've got to understand the difference between network marketing and direct sales. And if you don't, check out that podcast. Again, it's number 238. Number two, a lot of people get involved in network marketing, multiple companies, just from a sure, pure greed and or ignorant standpoint. And when I say ignorant, I'm not saying they're ignorant people. I'm saying they're ignorant on this concept, this idea. 
Uh, I'm ignorant about a lot of things. All of us are. But, you know, I've heard the stories, and if you haven't, you will. And people say, well, yeah, Dale, you know, legal services don't compete with my wellness products. And wellness people say, my wellness, you know, my wellness products don't compete with skin care. And some people might want skin care, and some people might want legal services, and other people might want, you know, wellness. And my skin care doesn't compete with my wine. Yeah, wine, like bottles of wine, there's been... At least two companies that have tried that in the last couple of years. I think they're both out of business now, but there was a lot of people, you know, some kind of sellers, C E L L A R S, vintage sellers or something, direct sellers. That was the name of one of the wine companies, but there's been at least two or three and there'll probably be many more before it's over with. It, it, they become a fungus after a while, kind of like a, the travel companies. And, you know, my travel company doesn't compete with my wine company. My wine company and my travel company don't compete with my crypto trading platform and on and on and on and on. And it's maddening. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It, and again, it comes from a, from a foundation of greed and our ignorance. You know, the, the false philosophy that the more products I have to sell, the more money I'm going to make. Uh, is ridiculous, especially as it relates to building a network marketing team because your long-term income in network marketing is in direct proportion to the number of franchises or leaders that you can develop on your team. Now, look, I get this in traditional business. I mean, I've under, I, I mean, I, I get it that why traditional businesses sometimes go down this right route, but I've never understood this in the MOM. And honestly, today, I don't really understand it in traditional business either. I mean, I don't. It's like go in 100% focused efforts, you know, buy the business, build it up with with an exit plan, sell it, and then buy another one and do the same thing over and over. But to diversify your thoughts and your efforts on multiple businesses hurts all of them. And, you know, if you think about this from a just a flea market perspective, let's say I have a company called Dale's Jams. And that's my 100% focus, you know, is on these jams. You know, we got blackberry, strawberry, grape jam, whatever kind of jam you want. We even got some apple butter, whatever. But that's my 100% focus. And if that's true, then I will have probably a newsletter that I send out to my customers. And let's say I'm setting up at farmer's markets. I'll let them know this week we'll be at this farmer's market. Next week we'll be at that one. And, you know, I'll have my jam of the month that we will do, and my focus is on my jams. Now, compare that to somebody that's got a flea market booth set up, and we'll call this one Dale's Stuff. So we got Dale's Jams and Dale's Stuff, and in Dale's Stuff, you know, I sell better quality jams than Dale's Jams does. Dale's Stuff, Dale's Stuff has jams, too, and it's better quality. But I also have you know, a display rack with all these different candles. And I have two or three boxes of comic books that are collectible. I've got another huge box and all that, all that's in there are wall art that can be framed so people can look through my wall art when they come by my flea market booth. Uh, maybe I've got a display case that has jewelry in it. Uh, maybe over to the side or in the back, I've got a table that's got vegetables and I'm selling cucumbers and tomatoes and okra and green beans and corn on the cob. Uh, but I've got a hodgepodge. I mean, Dale's stuff has got jam and, 
candles and comic books and wall art and jewelry and vegetables. So if someone's walking through the flea market and they're looking at these different booths, which one is going to be more profitable? The one that specializes in one item and and doesn't mix it in with a bunch of other items. Everybody that is interested in jams is going to come to Dale's Jams. They might notice, uh, you know, Dale's stuff and that I have a few, a few, uh, jars of jam, but it's mixed in with comic books and wall art and jewelry and everything else. And, and then when we take it a little bit deeper, I mean, which is going to be more profitable? Well, Dale, uh, Dale's Jams is going to be more, make more money. And which could be sold easier, which could be sold if I wanted to sell it, and which could be duplicated easier. It's the one that has one singular focus. You know, imagine an organization of a hundred people on your team, all each person promoting three different companies. Imagine that. You got a group of a hundred people and all of them are promoting three different companies. Compare that to an organization of one hundred focused, committed, dedicated people that are focused on one opportunity. You know, a a group of people that know that they've got a phenomenal product. You know, I think about my APL Go team and, and these people, I mean, they know they've got a phenomenal product based upon negative ion science. There's nothing in the marketplace like it. There probably never will be because we own the patents, the technology, and the manufacturing facility. It's instant gratification, nutrition, and there's nothing in the marketplace that even compares to it. They understand that the, the company plays, pays out more to the field, 63%, than any consumable product company in the world. They understand that it's a nine-year-old proven company uh, in 30 countries already all over the world, 14 distribution warehouses, that the top income earners around the world have already created $100,000 monthly incomes over the past nine years. And they understand the real magnitude, the fact that it's just now launching in North America. So you don't have to be a mental heavyweight to figure out, you know, what's going to happen in North America. That's why we did over a million dollars our second month after launch in in North America, because it, it didn't take a lot of genius to figure out, hey, there's something different about what we're doing. And you compare that. And that, and a hundred people with that type of focus and dedication and commitment to what they're doing to not just make a few hundred extra bucks, you know, selling whatever network marketing products they can find, but a group of people that understand this is an opportunity to replace my current income, even create wealth. And if I want to continue to work real hard after, uh, I, you know, I, 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 I move forward down the road. I could probably create a legacy income here. They get that. Compare that with, with again, a hundred people that are just all running their network marketing flea markets, marketing different products and services and candles and essential oils and whatever else they can find. Do you see the difference? Do you see the difference? You know, greed and ignorance has hurt a lot of people in many different areas of life, but especially in network marketing. Number three, 
And this is something I've really thought about, and it's something I've never heard anybody else talk about. But I think a lot of people, when they evaluate network marketing companies, they don't have a foundation, a base to decipher a good business opportunity from a good product. So they don't have the foundation, the experience to decipher the difference between a good business opportunity from a good product. And they make decisions based upon personal experience with products instead of facts surrounding the timing of the opportunity. Thousands of companies in the last 40 years with superior products have started and gone out of business. Thousands. 90% of network marketing companies that launch are out of business within five years. And again, people don't take, they look at the products and their personal experience instead of sitting back and thinking, okay, what is the true upside potential of the business opportunity? How long have they been in business? You know, where, where are they on the Google Trends chart? You know, where are they on the business from home momentum rankings? And they don't look at the facts around the business opportunity. Again, they make their decisions. They make business decisions based upon their personal experiences with the products. And the reality is personal experience with products have nothing to do with the upside potential of a business opportunity. Yes, you want quality products and hopefully you'll have, you know, quality experiences yourself. But guys, I, I, I know what it is like to have people on your team that are 300 pounds making a hundred thousand dollars a year with a weight loss product as your primary product. What does that tell you? How can that possibly happen? Because they understood we were third to the market with our type of product. It was working for the masses. Whether it worked for them or not didn't matter that much because they knew from the testimonies that it was working for the masses and they understood it was ground floor. Let's go to work. And they did. And they created over a hundred thousand dollars plus income. And I, and I'm, I, I can tell, I can think of four or five people right now that were on my personal team, and that describes to a T. They were 100 pounds plus overweight themselves, but still making over $100,000 a year because of the timing, the technology of the company in which they were involved. Number four, unfortunately, some people just can't say no to their sponsor. You know, I've heard it said the easiest person to sell is a salesperson. And what I have found is, you know, we talk to some people that maybe have been involved in more than 10 companies in the last 20, 30 years, not all at the same time. I'm talking today, I'm talking about the people that are trying to do them all at the same time running their flea market. But I've also talked to people that have been with 10 or 20 companies over the last, you know, 15, 20, 25 years. And they become more skeptical and more close-minded with every single company because they've been sold on programs that they wish they hadn't allowed themselves to be sold on. And they really don't trust their ability to evaluate the facts. 
and they get real negative real quick. And the reason is not because they simply, they know they're with a dead-end company, but they they also know they were sold on on joining that company in the previous, you know, seven or eight that they were with, and they don't trust themselves to be able to sit down, look at a video presentation or any kind of written documented information and make a logical business decision based upon facts. They don't trust themselves to be able to do that. And that's sad to me. And it all stems from the fact that they just can't say no to somebody that they know that's pitching them a network marketing program. Number five, there's a group of people, and I really didn't know that they existed um, honestly, and she'll never hear this, but until... Um, well, I better not go there, but, but let's just say it this, let me just put it this way. There's some people that their whole focus, their life, their energy comes, they're, they're what I call product junkies and they're constantly buying whatever's new and trendy before everybody else. So they can talk about it on social media. It's, it's why people stand in line for the new iPhone or whatever other product you want to talk about. They'll stand in line for hours and hours, not because they necessarily love the product or even want the product, but they want the, they, they're, they're looking for their 15 minutes of fame to be able to go on social media and say, I got the new iPhone. I was very first in my community, blah, blah, blah. And, and again, it, it, it drives me crazy. But, you know, there's a lot of people that, that are always looking for the new trendy health product, whether it's, you know, back in the day you saw it with Pignogenol and then all the network marketing juice companies. Of course, CBD is a great example of that. Uh, collagen, you know, here this year, you know, it, it peaked, but it got real hot for a while, you know, and that's traditionally what's happened is network marketing has found great products to bring to the marketplace and then, you know, the big box stores just knock them off. Uh, you know, that's why when, when CBD first started, a lot of people did extremely well. And then once network marketing companies establish there is a market for a product, we go out and, and establish the market. And then, you know, other companies come in and start putting products at, you know, half or one third the price uh, and start stocking them in gas stations in the case of CBD. And, you know, as Mr. Wonderful would say uh, on Shark Tank, and network marketing companies get crushed like the cockroaches that they are. And, you know, that just happens. And not that network marketing companies are cockroaches. Most of them aren't. But the reality is if a product becomes – I mean, look at Noni Juice. Noni Juice did phenomenal. And once the huge market was established around the world, then Costco and and Sam's Club and other companies started stocking Noni Juice. I mean, I could give you example after example. And, and a lot of you probably think, well, yeah, Dale, well, what about APL Go and your, your negative ion drops? Again, we own the tech, we own the patents, and we own the manufacturing process, and nobody else knows how it's manufactured. It's done behind closed doors, locked doors. We have no competition, and the high likelihood is we will never, we never will. As far as 
people really being able that they might try to say they're this or that, but it will be a long time before that happens. And then sixth and the last thing reason people get caught up in the flea market mentality. I think it's a false philosophy that if the product is powerful enough or cheap enough, it will make me successful. If the product is powerful enough or cheap enough, the product will make me successful. And I believe you have to have a trending, cutting-edge product. If you can find a category creator like the APL go negative ion drops, then you're way, way, way ahead of the game. You know, I can't believe how many Me Too companies there are. It's like they've got 22 products and nothing is, there's no, there's no differential between them and what can be bought on Amazon all day long. And, or even worse, they're actually can buy their products on Amazon or eBay and, you know, there's no, there's no major difference between what they're attempting to market and what everybody else is attempting to market. But people feel like that if the product is cheap enough or it's unique enough, powerful enough, then it can make me rich. And, you know, the classic example of this as far as the product being cheap enough, and it blows my mind that, 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 that people, you know, they get involved in these nail programs and paparazzi jewelry and they're selling products for five dollars. I mean, it's the same time, effort and energy to sell five dollar product as it is a hundred and five dollar product. And the commissions you're going to make, you just can't sell enough five dollar products to ever make any significant income for the time, effort and energy that you're putting into it. And then on the flip side of that is there's some very high quality unique products but they've priced themselves out of the marketplace that they they don't have a, enough of a market uh even though they're extremely high quality products there's just not enough people to create any kind of significance over any period of time because they're not in the sweet spot they're not in 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 an area where you know the People can, can, can afford it. And again, going back to APL Go, I mean, $50 auto ship to start out with, that's doable for people in any country around the world. That's why they're in 30 countries and operating successfully because they haven't priced themselves out of the marketplace and they're not so cheap that there's no profits built in for the distributors. You know, and I look at companies like ASEA or whatever that company is and Euphoria, no question, high quality products based upon science, but they're priced out of the marketplace. They're too, they, the average consumer, the masses will not buy that product on a regular, consistent, ongoing basis. So, uh, you know, some people just don't understand that you know, they make, they base too much emphasis on products to begin with. Again, you have to have quality products, period. End of story. That's a given. Me too companies don't last a long time in this profession. But the, here's the bottom line for me. It has nothing to do with the products. Products alone will never make you successful. Cheap products, expensive products, even category creating products. Products are just one of the four stars that must line up 
in order for you to maximize your success in this profession. As I said earlier, there's been tens of thousands of companies that have come and gone over the last 40 years with superior products to what was already in the marketplace who never got off the ground and who went out of business because it's just one of the four stars. People don't understand that we're we're in the leadership development business. Your long-term income is in direct proportion to the number of leaders that are developed on your team. Leadership creates product volume, and the real product in network marketing is a well-trained team member. That's the deal. That's the truth. And people don't even understand that. I was talking to one of our our leaders last week, and she said, Dale, you're the first person I ever heard say that, ever. And she said, it seems so common sense to me now, but I never heard anybody else talk about that. But it is the truth. That is the truth. That's why our focus is on developing well-trained team members in a way that can be duplicated, where they can teach others who can teach others who can teach others. And we're not focusing on, you know, just selling products. It's like we want to maximize what this profession offers, which also gives us the opportunity to market the business opportunity. So, you know, those are the six steps we've talked about uh, why people fall into, I believe, the MLM flea market mentality. You know, network marketing is not direct sales. Uh, they get caught up because they just don't know any better. They weren't taught any better, so they're getting caught up in a greed and ignorance mentality. Number three is they don't have a foundation to decipher good business opportunities from good products. And I hope you really got that one, because I think that that really speaks to a lot of people in the market today. There's other people. Number four, can't say no to a sponsor. Number five was... You know, there's people that just want to be first. They're product junkies, junkies, and they're constantly buying what they believe to be new and trendy. And then number six is the false philosophy that if a product is powerful enough or cheap enough, the product will make me successful. So, you know, we've uncovered why up to this point, I hope we've uncovered, uh, up to this point, why you felt like you needed to represent more than one MLM company. I really hope that you say, yep, Dale, for me, when I looked at everything, uh, I was not really able to decipher the difference between good products that I enjoy and a powerful business opportunity. That describes me or whatever it might be. I hope that as we've gone through these six things that you've been able to decipher you know, for yourself, why up until this point in your journey that you have felt like you needed to represent more than one network marketing company. And if we haven't hit your nail on the head, so to speak, uh, I just want to communicate one more time. You are at a crossroads. If you're, if you're attempting to work two or more companies, you're at a crossroads and it's time for you to ask yourself really good questions and get honest answers from yourself. Of course, you can do nothing and just continue on the path uh, and become a modern-day Miss Hargis. I mean, the choice is yours, you know, and it's up to you. But 
If you haven't had the mental paradigm shift yet, and even if you have, and you're ready to put yourself on a path that can provide you the real success and income that you know others have created, uh, I'm going to share a resource with you that I know will help you. It's free. It's a, it's a free training. And you can access it at mlmsuccess.com forward slash four, the numeral four, and then the word stars, S-T-A-R-S, mlmsuccess.com forward slash four stars. And if anything that I've said has connected with you, I hope you'll go there right now and watch that that training at mlmsuccess.com forward slash four stars. Go there now and watch it and then have a conversation with the person that shared this podcast with you. You know, communicate with them because they can probably help you continue to break out of this pattern that you've gotten yourself into, this MLM flea market pattern. They can help you, help you get focused and help you move forward. And if you happen to find this podcast by accident. Again, I'm trying to prevent as many future Miss Hargises as I possibly can. Uh, you can always reach us at mlmsuccesspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and if you listen to this on YouTube, as always, your thoughts and perspectives are appreciated. If you listen to this on YouTube, I'd really like to hear your comments on what you've heard. It, it means a lot to me. It helps me. So take a few minutes and, and you know, write your comments uh, there on YouTube. I read them all and respond to as many as possible. I hope something I've said will help people that really needed to hear this message break away from the paradigms and the thought processes and the habits that have been created that will never allow them to truly maximize their upside potential with the network marketing business model. I hope something I've said, even if it made you mad, you know, again, I say this quite often, but I've heard it said that, you know, the truth will set you free, but first it might piss you off. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay being the messenger because if it makes an impact for just a few people, it'll be worth it over the long haul. I hope you enjoyed this podcast session. Again, go check out the webinar, the training at mlmsuccess.com forward slash four, the numeral four secrets. Uh, Share your thoughts, comments, and I'll be back with you next week. Uh, This is Dale Calvert. Have an awesome day, night, wherever you are in the world. And I'll be back with you next week on another session of the mlmsuccess.com podcast. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, Please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story. 
Wisdom of the Ages training, or answers to your questions.